Well, I'm glad you chose today to come out to your family on my show. Dude. <laughs> 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 um, welcome to this Juan time. Today, my guest is Justice Roundy. My man, you are a farrier, a comic, father, a skateboarding phenom. <laughs> dude, <laughs> you are, you're one of the funniest people here in comedy right now. And uh, I'm, I'm glad you set some time aside from your very busy schedule to... Uh, Talk shit and be silly, man. Absolutely. Dude. If anybody can be silly, dude, it's you, bro. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, uh, what's up, man? What's what's your story? What's my story? Um, where do you want to start? I guess. Oh well, let's start. Um, the, what's your earliest recollection of getting your own ass wiped? I've blocked out most of that. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, messing. So um, let's see. So I got to know you through, I think, was it JP's Comedy? Yeah, JP's, time? yeah. JP's Comedy, comedy club here in Gilbert, Arizona. And uh, quickly found out that you're a farrier, so you, you shoe horses. Yep. Yeah. Near and dear to uh, kind of my, my background because my family comes from horses, breaking horses, training horses for show. My uncle runs a... Um, uh, he, he, what would you say where he houses or stables horses yeah, he, he and trains them? Yeah yeah. 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 He's got this whole, um, thing in his backyard where he'll, he'll train younger, um, um, girls and guys on, you know, rodeo barreling, barrel racing. Yeah. Barrel yeah, racing. yeah. I, I, and I'm upset at myself that I don't know more of these terms, yeah. you know, and I'm from the country like that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so when you were bringing that stuff up, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, your comedy dude is so silly. <laughs> uh, a lot of what like I would like to do, and you just do it that much better, man. Yeah. So I, I wanted to get you behind the mic and just kind of pick out your brain, man. Yeah, for sure. I mean, honestly, like starting with the horses thing, like I didn't even grow up with animals at all. Like mm -hmm. this wasn't part of my history at all, except yeah. like my grandpa was a cowboy um, from Oregon and stuff. But yeah, I was working scaffolding, like we were talking about, um, up North Dakota, and I was like, this sucks, dude. <laughs> you know, this is awful. It was like. I was like 60 feet up and uh, it was like negative 40 that was the high for like two weeks and i was like i gotta figure something else out this is, if, if there's a god i'm pretty sure he doesn't want me to be a scaffold builder <laughs> <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that but you yeah. know i was yeah so i was thinking about a job and all of a sudden my uh, uncle contacted me out of north carolina mm -hmm. and he was like hey do you want to learn how to shoe horses and i was like sure why not and so I uh, moved to North Carolina a couple of weeks later or a couple months later and, and started shooting horses. And it, it's been really good to to work with horses. You know, some days I, I make jokes about hating them and stuff like that. Yeah, but yeah. I've learned a lot of a lot of good life lessons and just um, controlling my own self when dealing with horses. So I, I, yeah. I'm very grateful for the job. Yeah, because I've worked with animals. I mean, one of my first jobs was working on a cattle ranch. And it's like, man, when you're trying to get this big animal to cooperate, mm. It's very frustrating, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and I've I've definitely lost my cool plenty of times. <laughs> yeah, me too. Dude. Yeah, but it's just cool because you gotta. There's a certain level of yourself that you gotta be able to to control, whether it be energy and be also be very susceptible to their body language and their energy as well. And sometimes you can. I mean, a lot of the times you can tell the difference between if a horse is trying to trying to be mean or aggressive to you, or mm. he's just nervous, or uh. they're just nervous and scared. And so, either way, you got to be able to to read that and then be able to help them calm down and just know that, you know, I'm just there to do my job and get you out yeah. of there and not, not hurt you. Have you ever been to a job and like you walk up and you're reading the body language and everything and you're like, uh, not today. No, well, yeah. To so back. there are a few times, usually I'll, I'll end up trying cause I, I don't know. I just, I, I find it, um, 
I'm I'm relatively strong, but I'm never going to beat a horse. You know what I mean? And so, <laughs> so um, they'll win ten times out of ten. I'll put that on the shirt, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> relatively strong, I'm strong, but, but I'll never beat a horse. Beat a horse. Justice yeah. Roundy. That's a fact, dude. Yeah, no, it's um, it's good, but uh, yeah, like uh, whether they're young or they've had traumatic experiences in the past, because some people will buy a horse and it'll be. Uh, come from an abusive, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, house or whatever, and or uh, they'll just be neglected for for years, and mm-hmm. so they don't have that human contact. And so, and some horses, they strictly hate men, you know, just because like men are usually aggressive, and oh, so the yeah, women yeah, yeah. are fine. But when I come up or I, I'm wearing my chaps and stuff, they know that <clears throat> that that signal, and so they'll they'll be on alert. But yeah, I'll, I'll just try to you know just try to make them feel comfortable and and. Uh, and I'll try to pick up their legs. And generally, if I can pick up a foot and, and work on it a little bit just so they don't freak out and I say, that's a win for today, I'll come back. I don't want to make this any worse. And yeah. so it's not it's not get the – like some farriers, they'll, they'll go get out there and be like, I'm just here for the money. Let's just get, get it done or, or force the horse or whatever, tie their legs up or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, um, but generally, I think – I try to make it for my clients the least stressful experience when I'm there. And yeah. so it, it's a, it's a, it's an investment in our relationship and our business relationship that I, I'm not going to leave you hanging, you know, uh, but like, let's just call it a win for today. I don't want to get hurt. I got, yeah. and I don't, and I also don't want the horse to have a bad experience. And so we'll just, um, we'll call it, or sometimes, you know, they'll, they'll just be freaking out or pulling on the cross ties or whatever. And I'll be like, eh, let's just wait another day. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cause it could be the day. It could be the wind could be something they're smelling. And so it's just like, let's just, let's just call it. I'll, I'll be back later this week. Yeah. So dang man. What's that rescheduling fee, bro? <laughs> I don't have one yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, no worries. That makes sense, man. Like, uh, um, them being, you know, scared of men in general, just because usually that's, that's yeah. A, a male, a male driven, um, career yeah that sense and then if their experience has just been fucking shitty yeah and because these guys are just like let me get this job done and over with and on to the next one and yeah it's very much like the dating experience for most women these days (laughs) (laughs) well i think as a horse too i mean listen when you got somebody on your back man do you <laughs> and they feel they feel an aroused man on their back. That, that's not as cool as you know. I wouldn't like that feeling either. <laughs> that's not as cool as old, old wet on your back. Yeah, you know? for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, man. That's yeah. an inside. That one's for Sheila. That's an inside joke. <laughs> She's gonna lose it. No, no. Oh. Well, so so you you go from South Dakota, North Dakota, North Dakota. Okay, I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> no, there's uh, South Dakota has Mount Rushmore. North North Dakota has nothing. So <laughs> <laughs> you got it. Yeah. No, it's center. I think it's the center of the world, or um, there's something there. It's rugby. Rugby. North Dakota is the center of something. Jesus. Oh, oh, oh rugby. I thought you meant like plain rugby. North no, Dakota. rugby. North Dakota is the the center of the world, or something. Yeah. Which. Honestly, wherever you're standing is the center of the world, I think, really. Because it's a sphere? Yeah, because it's a freaking ball. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a perfect sphere. No. Like that head of yours, man. Have you thought about golden, going bald? Uh, I look like I'm 12. Or a skinhead. So that's, that's not a good look. <laughs> or a 12-year-old skinhead. <laughs> <laughs> I look like my brother. Or my older brother showed me American History X, and I was like, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, don't do that. <laughs> All right, North Dakota to North Carolina. Yeah, North Carolina. Yeah, you're on the north. Yeah. Um, how long were you in North Carolina? I was about there about a year and a half. Yeah. And the humidity got to you, huh? No, like so it was actually really crazy because I moved from to North Dakota from here, and so uh, I was out there for about 
uh, four or five years yeah. and like it was just wide open grass fields biggest sky i'd, I'd ever seen and wow. just crazy clouds and then i moved to north carolina there's walls of green like there's this uh invasive uh vine there just just creates a green wall on on all these trees and canopies is it mexican no it's asian oh. <laughs> but uh yeah they uh it would i would sometimes i'd be driving yeah. and i'd almost like i could feel a panic attack starting because i was like I'm no, I can't see anything. Oh, it was shit. just so yeah, yeah. claustrophobic on the, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the trees, but yeah, it was a, Oh man, that's, that makes total sense. <clears throat> you go from, you know, Arizona, which is pretty open yeah. and then North Dakota, which is wide open. I mean, what Montana's nickname is the big sky. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it makes sense that <laughs> it's wide open. And then next thing you know, you just go to this freaking just walls of tree. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Appalachian. I was right by the uh, blue Ridge parkway Damn. where I was living. And so it was just like, this is a whole different world, dude. Yeah, it was. Do you see Bigfoot? No, I wanted to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you didn't trip hard enough, huh? No, not there. <laughs> <laughs> so there for a year and a half, and then what lands you? In- so yeah, I was working at a, uh, a manufacturing company called Altec, and the, they build all the uh, lineman trucks and just like util- <clears throat> utility trucks for mm-hmm. linemen and other things. Like when they would have. Uh, floods and issues in uh florida all the, our trucks would go down there to help out and rebuild and whatnot and so i was on the shipping and receiving i was working a awful shift it was like third shift so i started at three mm. and got home at two or something Dang. like that and so I, w- I was not doing well but yeah. Uh, yeah i had a good time there but i just didn't feel like i could really uh settle there after a while it just mm-hmm. didn't seem like that was the place and so um one day my wife was like well, maybe it's time to move back to az and i was like I think you're right. I think yeah, you're right. Yeah. And so I came back here and started uh, barber school because originally what I was going to do was to be uh, a barber. And so did most of barber school and I was cutting hair for a long time. Uh, when I was working scaffolding, you know, I'd go to live with all those uh, my Mexican guys and stuff like that. Like, give them the fades? Yeah. I, would, I, would, I was invited to their uh, barbecues. We'd eat, <laughs> and I'd just be giving fades in a garage and stuff. <laughs> I was like, these are my people, Holmes. Like, yeah. What, what was your nickname? Uh, Miklo. Yeah. So I did barber school and I was uh, shooting horses as well. Over with my mom, just trying to make money. And then uh, I came to a crossroads where I had to make a choice to really uh, invest in something so mm-hmm. that I could um, you know, make enough money for my family, move out of my mom's house. So uh, shoeing horses is definitely more lucrative um, in a short period of time. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what I chose, and I, I enjoy it. I'm yeah. Glad, I'm glad I chose it. Yeah. And so how, how many years have you been doing it now? I think about four. Damn, okay. Four and a half, something like that. Yeah, you're, you're really starting into your groove then at that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy, dude. Like, because when I first got here, I was like, oh, I'm good. And then I, I'm like the guys that I, I got. Uh, training under. Yeah, training under, like, my apprenticeship was some of the best farriers in the state. Mm, like doing the arabian like uh, arabian long footage show horses and stuff like and uh then also western and and jumping horses dude i was like i don't know anything and i continue to do that where i like i'll get to a point i'm like oh i'm awesome like one week will be just fantastic i'll be on point my shoes will be awesome shaped and my trimmings perfect the first time and then this last week i was doing it i was like i don't even know what i'm doing (laughs) (laughs) fake fake it till you make it buddy (laughs) (laughs) there's plenty of that for no. sure, yeah, and 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 that that is true. I mean, if you if you feel like you are good, then you do kind of you do provide better work in yeah. that sense. Whereas if you're just like I'm shit, I'm dark shit, you know, yeah. you, you know, you got you got to think positively yeah. for sure. Um, well, I guess that brings me to my next question. When it comes to shoes, um, 
not all shoes are the same. No, no, definitely not. Not even for the same horse, right? You would ask, would you ask like what, what the intention is? Like, yeah. So it has to do with their job mm -hmm. and, uh, uh, what they're planning on doing with the horse or what stage in their training they're at. And so, Damn. yeah, just to end like what arena they'll be riding in. Are mm -hmm. they going to be trail riding where it's really rocky? Yeah. Um, so they need more protection or, uh, how often are you going to ride? Cause if you don't ride that often and you just kind of take them on some sandy washes, we'll just put front shoes on because that's where most of their weight is, oh. um, just to protect those front feet and so it also depends on the genetics and the breeding of the horse to, to damn dude yeah. so you almost got to have like this whole checklist of like bang yeah. bang bang and yeah. then that kind of starts to narrow down yeah. your options yeah so. so when you mean my more protection is it more thick or more wide oh it just uh, it just depends on uh, what the limb deformities they have and mm. like uh, if they have a thin sole we'll put a leather pad or a plastic pad on just to give them a little bit more protection so everything you do is custom yeah everything it's e custom. Even, even on the limb for sure depending on on what limb you are on the horse it's not the same so like uh sometimes we'll put one pad on on the hind foot and that'll yeah. make up for the deficiency deficiency oh, on the shit. front the front you know right or whatever you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? yeah. so it just uh just depends on the horse really you got to read it and be Hey, you have to have good communication with the client and they have to know what they're talking about. But mm -hmm, mm -hmm. generally, like, it'll fit in the same umbrella. But then from there, you have to then modify it to that specific horse. Then that's where this bad boy comes into yeah, play. Yeah, that's where that bad boy comes into play. Dang, dude. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so you're literally having to, you know, tweak it and bend it to, man, do you, like, do you, is it... I feel silly asking these questions, so sorry. Because I'm just, I just want to know. No, but like, do really. you take like a microscope to like the hoof at all to no. kind of see that, or you just kind of rub your fingers around so, it? And yeah, you kind of like, know. There's different guides and 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 uh, that you can read in the hoof capsule, like the different uh, anatomy of the foot, whether it be the the frog, which is that soft triangle part right in the middle of the foot. Gotcha. That's called the frog. Yeah, it's called the frog. And so reading that and just knowing what breed it ha it is as well, because uh, each different breeds have uh, different mm -hmm. characteristics to the foot. So mm -hmm. the Arab foot is smaller, but it also has a lot deeper sole. So you can really get into the, into the foot. Gotcha. But when it comes to thoroughbreds, um, you know, often race horses or, uh, jumping horses, you, they, uh, they have thin soles and low heels. And so you just have to be able to know what you're dealing with so that you can shoe it properly for that breed so and their equitation. Length of the, the, are they just called nails or do they have a different name? Uh, yeah, just the nails. Yeah. 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 So the nails, uh, generally most horses are about, uh, you're using the, the same nail, which is like a city head five, you know what I mean? But depending on the shoe you use, it's punched different for a different nail and mm. uh, how big it is. Sometimes I do drafts, ho draft horses. I'm using an eight or a nine, you know what I mean? And that's a, a way bigger nail. It's almost like a framing nail. Oh, gotcha. So. Dang, dude. I knew this was going to be cool. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably like, who wants to hear about no, this? No. I want to hear about yeah. this. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> what's... You've said you've been kicked a few times, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. What was like the worst one where so, you maybe you were just like, maybe I don't want to do this? Or not, you were just like, hey, this is part of the job, but man, I am hurting right now. No, I've never been kicked that hard where it like really caused damage. Was, oh, um, so it's more like a check? Like, well, hey, yeah, they'll, they'll definitely check in. I'm, I'm, you know, I tend to not try to work on horses that are have that that energy that they're just going to yeah. you know, mess me up or whatever. And so um, this one time, you know, uh, I was working at Apache Junction and I was still uh, apprenticing underneath this guy. And uh, he was like, 
I went to go grab its hind foot and it kicked me right in the kneecap. Oh, just right shit. in the kneecap. And I was like, what the freak was that? You know, I was angry because it kicked me and the lady yeah. was like, was like, get him, get him. You know, like she wanted me to hit the horse. Like, oh, <laughs> shit. She was like, get him, come on, get him, <laughs> get him back. And I was like, all right. Ding, ding, ding. Damn, dude. So what'd you do? Just walk it off? Yeah, pretty much. That's what you got to do. Like when, yeah. especially uh, when things like that happen, whether I get kicked or, or I have a, uh, a hard, you know, horse to deal with or, or whatever, it makes the job more exciting and more fulfilling for me. Yeah, you know, and so like it doesn't ever deter me. Um, there's wisdom in it, especially just because I have people relying on me, where I yeah. can't get into a situation that's going to cause <clears throat> cause damage. But it generally, like, when there is a when there is adversity in that moment, it makes me more excited to do it. And yeah, man, because I've gone uh, hiking off trail a few times and it gets dicey. I love that stuff. Too. And but, dude, like this one time, I thought I was gonna for sure get swarmed by all these bees. I had one <laughs> just attack me. It came out right from like the hive, whatever it was, and just yeah. it went right at me and hit me in the the eye. Except I moved, mm. so it hit me like just uh, on the brow. Yeah, and I fucking took off, dude. Yeah, yeah. And afterwards, I was like whoa dude yeah. i feel alive right yeah, now because yeah. you know what i wasn't sure i had to drop like a like a off a 10 foot cliff yeah like i was kind of hanging there for a bit and i was like, i gotta get away from yeah, this yeah. shit dude dude i was uh, hiking in the superstitions last year with my brother and we lo- we love looking for you know uh indian ruins and different things like that you know or gold whatever you know just yeah, an yeah. excuse to get out but we went out and I was, it had just rained, so all the the rocks were loose and everything like that. Ooh, so yeah. I went to scale the the side of a mountain, and the rocks came off, and I oh, fell God. like six or seven feet oh, shit, and then onto a ledge that was this this wide. Yeah, that was another ten feet drop. You oh, know, so I shit. fell and my knees went right into a prickly pear. <gasps> I just kill, just destroy this prickly pear cactus <laughs> with my knees. And then my brother's like, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, uh, "I don't know, maybe." <laughs> But like that was one of my favorite things, dude. It was just so funny, like yeah. that it turned out okay yeah, that, so that I didn't you turn, die. Yeah, because you're on this side talking about it. Yeah, but I didn't, you know, I didn't bust my knees or anything either. But like, yeah, I was I was picking prickly pear out of my legs for like two weeks after. That. I bet, dude. I think those are so tiny. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny though. It was, it was a good time. Of course, because you, you know you weren't fucking hurt like crazy. <laughs> it's wild. Yeah. I mean, you look back and you know everybody talks about it. I'm trying to instill that in my kids too. You know, because. You know, you you want a comfortable life, right? Yeah. And you want you don't want anything crazy. You don't want too much adversity. You know, just nature. That's what we want, right? Yeah. Why can't everything be easy or calm? But it's like you don't truly want that mm-hmm. because then you're not, for one, tested. But <clears throat> they're obsessed with um, Sheila's dad's stories. I mean, he's had like fifty different occupations. Yeah. He's like this. Live this crazy life, right? So he uh, he always has stories, mm-hmm. and I'm like every story that you like to hear from him, right? Cause they'll show up and they'll be like, Henry, tell us a story. And he's like, all right, well this one time, you know, and I'm like, do, do people usually get hurt? Does somebody get upset? Is there a fight or is there this yeah. or that? They're like, yeah. I'm like, well, what do you, that makes a good story yeah. and you're better for it coming out on the yeah. other side. So I can imagine how that is very fulfilling for you to go up to a job and be having the fucking worst time nothing's going your way but you know what you're gonna grow from that because you're gonna be able to see these um these cues come in a lot sooner so then you can make corrective action beforehand before you find yourself in that same situation yeah absolutely so and you're a smart dude man (laughs) maybe (laughs) yeah the term for my uh like a 
a common saying for my job, like, uh, what makes a good farrier is a weak mind and a strong back. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I feel right. that. I feel that pretty good. Yeah, all right. Uh, <laughs> so do you ride horses at all, though? No, I never. I like the most I know about riding horses is getting my horsemanship merit badge when I was in scouts. <laughs> <laughs> scouts? Yeah, dude. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I I, I've uh, ridden one or two, but yeah. nothing crazy. So you never like, throw, like it's like. Like a guy throwing new tires on a fucking race car, and then it's like, well, I'm gonna take it out on the track. Like you, you're no, never yeah, like, no, no, I've never done that. No, no. Because <clears throat> one would think, you know, it's like, yeah, hey, I'm it's, also it's generally it. like that. Yeah. That's how it is. Anybody that gets into shooting horses has ridden horses, and they're like, I would like to work with horses. What can I do? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then shooing horses comes up, and uh, but like, yeah, no, I just didn't. You know, I never yeah. really rode any. But well, yeah. I get it at my work too. They're like, hey, what's um. You know, what's this chord progression for this? And, and and can you read this? I was like, I can't read music. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know music theory like, like that. I'm like August Rush, dude. I, <laughs> Not even. <laughs> Not even, man. I'm nowhere good like like any of those people. I don't know how to read music. I don't. I don't. I don't have good pitch. Yeah. I can't sing. So I'm just like, how am I? How have I worked in a music store for 15 years? But you know, it's 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 sales. It's mm-hmm. retail sales. It's very it's honed in. Yep. You know, I I know very specifics on certain things i'm not a gearhead i don't know every in and out of the you know all kinds of pieces um but i can get you what you need you know that's where it's at and so like when people come in i was like yeah let me just you know when you're wanting like very specifics on you know music theory well let me just get you with the instructors because the instructors are in that realm that's their job they teach theory Mm -hmm. you know how to read music all that so but that's good on your part because you're like i know where my limitations are and i'm not gonna just you just make it up, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm going to get you. That, that makes it even, like, you better at your job because you're like, I know exactly what you need, whether it be the gear or the equipment or also the lessons and the teaching. And how to like, get you connected that, with yeah, somebody. Yeah, I'll get you there. Dude, that, nothing gets me harder, <laughs> Justice Roundy, than connecting someone with the person that can give them the best help. Yeah, for sure. Damn, there's there's a great joy in that. And that's, that's what I do enjoy about you know, what I have dabbled in and like this podcast and stuff, because man, you know, if someone needs anything like in your realm, I'd be like, well, we either reach out to justice or he has a guy, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I get so much joy from connecting people yeah. with that, man. That's, there's something so rewarding about that. You know, I wasn't able to help you like get you exactly what you needed, but I got you in the right direction. Yeah. And, and hopefully it was just one and done, you yeah, know, that, you, sure. that person was able to do it. Right? For sure. And like, I think that is a, um, there's maturity in that. And like, you're not so ego driven. Like some guys like that, I, I'll work around or whatever. They'll be like, I'm going to do it. And I'm going to figure it out. Or, mm-hmm. and then it might just be, end up being bad or you don't yeah. know exactly what you're getting into because of their ego. They think that they can take care of everything. Yeah. But yeah, like, I'm just so grateful for the guys that I work with that, like, any time that I might have an issue, whether I'm with a horse or not, like, I'll call them up and be like, hey, what do I do for this? Or, or this is what I'm seeing. Let me describe it to you. And they're like, okay, this is what you're going to do to, to, to get this step. And so, yeah, yeah the, you just need a team, dude. There's no way that anybody can do it by themselves. So. No way. Hey, do you also shoe mules and donkeys? No. No, I trim donkeys. Uh, some people put mule, uh, shoes on mules and stuff, but I generally, I haven't had the opportunity to work on a lot of mules, but uh, I'm also not too uh, keen on shoeing a mule. They're, 
generally have a bad attitude. Oh, right? do they? Yeah. Is they, that because they, re- they can't reproduce? No. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> they're shooting blanks, bro. Yeah, they're like, this sucks, dude. <laughs> no. Nah, they, uh, nah, they just, uh, they're the size of a horse and they have the attitude of a donkey. And so uh, it's shit. just... It's a match made in hell right there. So. Dang, so that takes a special breed, <laughs> yeah, huh? for sure. Yeah. Who, so do you know a guy that does? Yeah, I know a few guys, and I've been around some guys that do it, but yeah. generally most people, like, and, and the reason, like, most people won't even shoe their mules just because they have feet like donkeys. Because horses generally have softer feet the way they're gotcha. built. But donkeys are made for the desert. And so mm. um, even depending on the climate you're in or, or <clears throat> wherever you're uh, you're at in the States or the world, um, you have to shoe differently because of the climate that you're dealing with and the, the, the dirt and the rocks and stuff like that. Like in Florida, you can do a lot of barefoot stuff out there just cause mm. the sand is soft and there's, yeah. it's just a soft environment generally on the feet. And, and they're on cocaine. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. There's actually, there's this one, um, oh, shit. there's this one town in North Carolina. I forgot it was, it was like love, love something or whatever. Um, but the downtown was only strictly horses. And back in the 80s, uh, and then the downtown, they would give their horses cocaine and race them. Oh, fuck, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, what are those stories like? Yeah, I don't know, man. It's wild. I mean, that's that's freaking... That's, dude, Vin Diesel stole their idea for Fast and Furious. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, guys, I'm going to repurpose this story yeah. of these coked out horses in North Carolina. Yeah. We're gonna save the world on. <laughs> We're gonna save the world. <laughs> family, dude. <laughs> We're family. We're family. Dude. It's too funny, dude. Um, do do cows get shoed at all? No, cows don't have shoes, but they do. They do need, um, you know, trimming. Cows, goats, any any sort of yeah. Be uh, like stock. trimming like uh, your 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 pets. Yeah. You know, nails. And whatnot, yeah, right? and, and yeah, pretty much. And so it generally any. Um, barn animal, whether it be a cow or anything like that, they'll need to be taken care of just because naturally, um, if they weren't being owned or put on a ranch or whatever, they would be walking and walking and walking. So they naturally trim their own feet, Mm -hmm. but because they're in a stall or in a ranch where it's soft or whatever, they don't have the opportunity to break up their foot naturally. And so Uh you have to take care of it. Yeah. Hey man, so a job comes out of just I'm making the decision. Oh, we're gonna raise this animal to either slaughter or provide you mm-hmm. know something to us. So we're gonna house it. But now this new job is being created yeah. Yeah. because we did that. Yeah, the byproducts, man. Yeah, that's the way the world works. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. <clears throat> Do you neglect your own toenails, dude? No. No. no, huh? no, no. Try not to. Just do one of these. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I just get my shoeing tools and. <laughs> <laughs> you know, freaking grinder. Yeah. yeah, that's too funny, man. That's too funny. All right, man. So, what got you into comedy then? So that's that's how I came to know you. Yeah. So I, uh, you know, I, I'm always I've always been trying to make people laugh. I yeah. enjoy it. You know, like I really enjoy working around people. So some of these days when I'm off by myself and the only thing I have to talk to is a horse, I'm like. <laughs> well, uh, you know what I mean? But, uh, no, I like the guys I work with, like, uh, one of them in particular, he, uh, like, uh, just sitting around and we're just working on these hundred thousand dollar horses and I'm yeah. just joking around the whole time. And he's like, dude, you gotta, you gotta do comedy. Uh, and I never even thought about it. Like I was, just, I, you know, like I think sometimes like growing up, I never knew there you could just go do stuff. I know. You know what I mean? So I was like, like, how do people like people get into this? I don't know how. And I didn't even think to ask, but like 
you know, he was like, you got to try it. And so I was thinking of different stories and stuff like that that I could tell and, and whatnot. But yeah, and then one day I just went up to JP's because it was close to my house and mm-hmm. went and watched the show and then stayed for the open mic. And I was watching. I was like, I don't have anything, but I got to get up just to just to try it out. Ooh. Yeah. And so I went up and I, I got a single groan. <laughs> and then I was like, nice, I'm doing this. <laughs> so, yeah. That's too funny, man. That's exactly, that's all you need to yeah. like, oh, all right. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. I was comfortable up here enough. Yeah. I can work through this. Yeah. So, yeah, I started and I, it, uh, something about it I just really enjoy. It's, yeah. It's a good time. When was that? It was about seven months ago. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So we pretty much picked it back up time. at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, I started, I started uh, in April and then um, I don't think I got to JP's till like, august maybe okay. september yeah. or so so you had because you definitely seen more polished by the time i i yeah you know, I, saw, saw you. I think i started in like june yeah or july so you, you must have been doing it for two or three months yeah and, <clears throat> yeah i mean you have a very natural way of fucking ribbing and busting balls yeah, and whatnot yeah. you're one of the best green green room hangs bro <laughs> I like that. Yeah, hanging out in the green room is the best, dude. It is the that. fucking best, especially with you, man. You're, you're all, all you need is half a Diet Coke, and you're fucking off the walls, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Everybody else is under like three different, uh, yeah. three different substances, and they're all trying to keep up with you. Yeah, you're like, I just got half a Diet Coke, and yeah, dude, keep the Diet Coke coming until I pass out. You know, what I mean? <laughs> is that what you guys had at your wedding? Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Just fountains of Diet Coke. Yeah, and Pepsi, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so never had the idea that hey, I want to be a stand-up because I, I I loved comedy growing up, dude. I would memorize shit mm. and do that, but I never I never thought myself like to be a comic. Yeah, well, I didn't even grow up watching comedies really, really? at all. Yeah, like the one I remember that it was Hot Rod was huge, and mm-hmm, I was like, mm-hmm. this is really funny, and I didn't like yeah. ever like get into the the uh, category of comedies or like we would watch um 21 jump street also was a super mm-hmm. uh, you know just it affected my life pretty good you know it's just yeah. so funny and like yeah. just like uh, during that time hanging out with my brother and stuff like that we quoted it all the time <clears throat> and so yeah it was really good but i never even thought about it but um growing up yeah my my dad was never yeah just comedies were generally inappropriate or whatever and so gotcha. like, never watched it and you know i never really got into it and like the first um comedy set or i watched or special was um completely serious by daniel tosh mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that one is just that's a killer dude i love that yeah, one he's so, amazing yeah i quote in that one all the time and and other than that like i never really listened to much whether it was just like different clips off of youtube whether it be like uh um the well, who's the comic that's like uh <laughs> when like he talks about black kids going to their white friend's house and like the way they're they're shocked about how they talk to their parents you know what i mean oh like, yeah like, who like, was that he's like, this is your space this is your area dude like you can't, she can't do that to you what is that <laughs> i forget who that is but it's, i've heard it yeah like that or, was or like, like yeah it was just so funny dude yeah so like just stuff like that and then like i'm just always always just trying to make people laugh you know yeah i'm the same like did you see me with half a beard yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, People are like, "Why did yeah. you lose a bet?" I was like, "I literally just got bored. Why not?" Dude? And I wanted yeah. this this interaction yeah. here, man. Like, I I was never the class class clown, but I always liked to crack jokes. Yeah, and I noticed quickly, you know, how do you get people to feel comfortable around you? Is just to make them laugh. Yeah. So if you can figure out a way to make people laugh, like everything's just 
easier, more fun, more natural at that point. Um, but yeah, like I said, man, I used I, I watched like looking back now, I was like, oh, that all fucking makes sense. Why I'm into? Because I never thought myself a musician. Mm. I never thought myself a fucking comic or any a fitness person. And mm. that's literally how people view me now. Yeah. Because you know, I, I I did dive into it. And I was like, you know what? I do like this. I, I like my health. I like to be fit and active mm. and be challenged in that way. And then you know, I have I've worked at a music store for 15 years. I remember because YouTube wasn't a thing. Um, and I remember being in eighth grade and the, during the summer, I would take VHS tapes and record my favorite music videos on yeah. them. And I was always watching VH1 and MTV yeah. and all the countdowns and all like the, the, the best of top hundred, this and that. And, um, watching comedies, man. I loved mad TV. I loved kids in the hall, like any of that stuff. And I'm just like, I just... To me, it was just such a out there profession mm. that I'm just like, well, you just go, you work at a store. Like you go, this is, this is a job. Yeah. You go do this or a call center or, you know, some sort of like brick and mortar business. Um, and not just like this totally abstract, like I'm just going to create shit out of thin air and yeah. you guys are going to pay me to do it. Yeah, you know, sure. like that is still something that's just, and I, I know, and I love people that do it. And like, I, I saw... Um, I saw a video of Hendrix at Hawaii and this wasn't even too long ago. This is like maybe like five or six years ago at most. I saw him performing there and I was just like, this is exactly what this person should be doing. This soul should be strictly just playing guitar, writing music, and they should have everything paid for, you know, yeah. with that. Because what I'm feeling right now is like, wow, thank you for this joy, this moment of ecstasy here you know, an escape in mm -hmm. a sense. And you're pro that's, that's what you are able to provide to me. And you should, yeah, this is literally all you should, you should be focused on this. Take like, my don't, money. don't focus on any, uh, <laughs> yeah. don't focus on making it money any other way. Yeah. Like don't even focus on money, man. Mm -hmm. Just focus on creating the dopest art and I'll fucking gladly pay you for it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I felt that too. I, it's uh, yeah, just like uh, I, I, I didn't grow up going to a lot of concerts or anything like that. And so, like, uh, I've been to a couple in the last couple of years, and I was like, this is awesome, dude. Like, I'm just so grateful that they are, they chose to do it and commit mm -hmm. because now I get to, to enjoy it and appreciate it, yeah. you know? And so, like, on a small scale, like, people <clears throat> are really grateful for what I do for their horses, yeah. you know? But, you know, but I, I just get to do that and I, and I enjoy it and they pay me for it. And so it's nice. Yeah. Well, you are creating something too, because you're, you're manipulating it and you're yeah. creating a better outcome for yeah. them. So that, that is, that is cool. Cause you're throwing your own spin and mm. your own knowledge on it, you know? And that happens, I guess, with any profession now that I'm thinking about it, you know, if you're writing mortgages and whatnot, then you're like customizing it to them on how yeah. it's going to be best for them. So there is a you have to get creative in just about every endeavor. Um, but there's, there's some things that are just soul sucking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. Like working scaffolding in North Dakota. Just, just, I, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure at first too, it's just like, oh, we're a team. We're building like this big thing and yeah. this and that. But then, yeah, definitely. I don't know. I don't think you're being creative enough in that moment. No, you know? definitely not the stage I was at. I'm sure, mm -hmm. I'm sure like, I think when it, when it comes to passion and like finding your passion or whatever you want to say, like. Like it really comes to understanding something and and learning about it. Because with shooting horses, I didn't have a passion for it, and I didn't even have a passion for horses. But mm -hmm. the more I learn and understand, the more passionate I become about it. Because it's just such a 
like being able to know something or, or to understand a topic, whether it be a, like, cause I, I see shooting horses like some days I'm like, I'm really grateful I get to do it, but it's also just a dumb job. You know what I mean? Like you I put shoes on horses, you know, what I mean? like it's just ridiculous, but it's, um, but the more I learn about it and even comedy, like we're <clears> like, uh, the first, one of the other comics that I, I, I loved watching was, uh, the, uh, Bo Burnham. Oh yeah. What? Like that, that special, what mm-hmm. did like the, just the little quirks of understanding, like, like when he said, he, he's talking about his first, uh, his first special and he's like, I don't want you to leave this, you know, from laughing too much or my hands hurt from clapping, clapping or whatever. But then he's like, I just want you to leave going, eh, all right. You know, <laughs> so like something as simple as that was just so genius to me. Yeah. And then it was just so small and it like made the show better for me, you know? Yeah. And so just like little things like that and little, little techniques I get to learn. It just makes the job better for me. So. Yeah. Little nuances. Yeah. Little nuances that nobody even sees, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like I'll make a foot look good and I'll buff it and it'll all look clean. Um, but it's going to be in horse shit and piss for the, you know, and, and, and 45 minutes, you know what I mean? And nobody even gives a crap. Well, you have you know kids, I mean? man. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. you buy them the new shoes <laughs> yeah. and they're like, Ooh, puddle. Yeah, for sure. Like I bought, I bought myself a watch, like nothing crazy, but like I bought it and then I come in and I see it at my Oh, daughter. the Hello Kitty one that I saw on the counter? Yeah, yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but I also bought another one and, uh, it, uh, my daughter was playing with it and I didn't know it and she cracked the crystal on it already. I'm oh, like, shit. dang it, you know? <laughs> So this is funny. This is kind of cutting out a little bit. No, no, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah. See that right there. I'm hearing everything fine. Maybe it's my headphones. <clears throat> so your daughter, um, you gave her up for adoption because she broke your watch, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. I was just like, it's time for you to be on your own. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gave her back and said that see you later yeah <laughs> yeah man. um what's your what's your goal for comedy do you have one kind of in mind um i was thinking about that you know when it comes to like the topic of goals and and, and whatnot like it's um i have a hard time setting things specifically in stone where mm-hmm. like oh this is what i'm reaching i feel like I, sh- I should do that more often obviously just that's a tried and true way of of getting progress is having goals and yeah. stuff but uh i don't know I don't know. Like I, I like my goal. My last goal was to win the JP showcase. And then I won the stir crazy as well. within the same month or whatever. Yeah, and so, so that, roll. yeah. So like with that, like, um, my next goal is to, to do well or get my 10 minutes, uh, set really dialed in and, yep, and yep, have yep. a good, uh, set the next showcase and then start performing that way. You know what I mean? I'd like to, also get around a little bit more comedians that um, have been doing it a little bit longer just so I can see what they're doing and see what we can, you know, ta- like maybe emulate what they're doing and, mm-hmm. or not, you know, not copy, but yes. see the, the, the technique. And, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Not, not to do verbatim, but just be like, Oh, okay. You're focused on this part of a joke. Yeah. Um, let me dabble with that and see how it works for mm-hmm. me and see if it can tighten up my, yeah. my, my technique. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. And so I, and I think that that, you know, the team you put yourself around or, or mentors or whatever, it really affects you greatly. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I wouldn't be the <clears throat> the shoer, not that I'm, I'm, I'm perfect at it, but the mentors that I have have made me so much better quicker. And, uh, and then just like, I think I just naturally have an aptitude to be able to pick things up. Like sometimes I feel like I'm, uh, 
I'm like uh, Kakashi Sensei, you know what I mean? And from Naruto, like the copycat ninja, like yeah. I can see people do something and then I can be like, oh, I can do that as well. And so mm-hmm, it, like mm-hmm. I have a natural aptitude to pick things up as long as yeah. they're way above me and I can start working towards what their standard is. You know? Yeah. So. Well, I think we, I talked about that with uh, Patrick uh, being he's another comic. Um, my last episode on where like you just something seems impossible and then someone nails it and then it's like oh okay that's how you can do it and then you work towards it it's like like anything any fucking trick in the x games or any of those skateboarding bmx snowboarding like all that shit it's just like oh that's so hard to land that's so hard to land all that that pretty much impossible and then someone figures it out and then it unlocks it for everybody else absolutely absolutely that's happened time and time again you know you look at the or even like when it comes to music you look at the like hip hop in particular, I was thinking about this like uh, in the eighties and the nineties or whatever. Like their hip, their rhymes were just like very blocky and mm-hmm, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But now, you know, the old heads don't necessarily like it or they don't all appreciate it. But it's a whole new different style of hip hop that has just exploded because one guy decided to add this or rhyme, uh, you know, do a different rhyme scheme. And so mm-hmm. it's um yeah, it's a uh, it's all who you who are you looking at you know what i mean you'll you'll end up being the the people that you 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 want to model after you know and so yeah like one of my goals really like i think that with comedy is uh i'd like to substitute some income you know i don't you know whether i become a professional full-time comedian or whatever like like because you'll you'll even see like when you go out to different shows whether it be the tempe improv or house of comedy you'll, you'll see full-time comedians that you had no idea existed and yeah. they're making a living doing it. And it, yep. so it, you don't have to be, you know, Bill Burr or Matt Reif or, or any of those guys mm-hmm. to be able to make a living. You just have to do it consistently and yeah. people, people do it. Just it's a waiting game too. I think it is. And, and, and rightfully so, man, cause it's like, you think that you're prepared for all the things that will come at you when you're there. But no, it's literally just time, yep. time invested. And that's why like, I look back because I, I first started in 2019 and then had to quit. Yeah. And then I picked it back up and I was like, damn, dude, I'd be five years in yeah. right now. You yeah, know, yeah, I'd yeah. be half halfway to the 10 year mark that everybody talks about. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but also, I don't feel like I'm just you know, less than a year in either because of how people kind of ask, you know, when they ask me, how long you been doing it? Yeah. You know, when they, they, you know, I just did 20 minutes on Thursday nice. at this place. Um, the purple turtle, thanks to, uh, Jesse ever who he's just like, cause he was asking me, I didn't really know like what to expect. Uh, I heard it was a tough room. Everybody said it was a tough room. And, uh, and he was just like, so, you know, uh, what do you have in mind? I was like, oh, I was going to do like three bits. He's like, what do you think on time? I was like, maybe eight minutes, maybe 10. And he's like, okay, well, you know, I'm going to let you kind of just do what you want and kind of write it out. And if it feels good, then we'll keep going. And as soon as I feel like you're struggling, I'll light you. And he never lit me, but he started to stand up and kind of being like, okay, there it is. And I'm like, all right, well, that's my time. And I get off and I was recording it and it was 21 minutes. That's wild. And I go, whoa, dude, that is intense. And, you know, my set didn't go as well as I hoped. Like I I expected louder um, pops. Mm. Um, because it was a Mexican crowd and I was doing a lot of my Mexican material, which I do out in the East side, but this was the West side, whole Mexican crowd. But, um, the bar is a bar. It's Mm. in and out of like paying attention. It's like the woodshed. Yeah. Um, but 
um, I was able to still get feedback from them in between the set. There was a, there was a lot of incorporating the crowd, doing some crowd work, which mm. works really well there. And um, I felt good. And yeah. exactly, Jesse came over to me. He's all I've been doing. I was like, eight months. And he's like, damn, you just did 20 <laughs> minutes and you've been doing it for eight months. Yeah. Like, he's like, that was, you know, solid. And, and uh, you know, we'll, we'll go from there. Mm. Um, but yeah, man, getting just getting comfortable, time invested, time, time on stage. That's why it's like, man, you go to the, some of these like less than stellar open mics and they all have their moments and when they're really bad, but you just you still have to get up on stage yeah. and do your set because you need that rep. You need that moment to just get more comfortable with it, man, more comfortable, more comfortable. And that's that's really what it comes down to, because when you see the greats, it looks so easy yeah. because all they're doing is talking, right? Yeah. But you have to hone that in. Mm. And that just comes from years and years of reps. So yeah. um, I, I do feel like I'm I'm not, you know, less than a year in because of that, because of this, what I'm able to do yeah. with the podcast. Like, you know, I was in a band, so like I'm, I'm comfortable with stage, uh, being on stage and whatnot. So uh, I'm excited, man. And they're fucking, dude, the comedy scene is one of the most like... Um, um, what's the word? I can't think of the word embracing yeah supportive yeah, yeah very supportive yeah. man like you can literally talk talk about anything and people are just like okay like they're open to kind of give you their input yeah as well man so I've been I've been very thankful for that yeah for sure and I think that uh, one of the things too that I was just I was I was watching a couple shows this last weekend and uh, I think we also like we want everything we're saying to be just oh laugh, 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 yeah. you know what I mean? And, and of course we would all love that. And like, sometimes it's just not the night for that, you know, mm-hmm. or, or, um, a lot of the, sometimes like, cause like all you will, I'm sure we've both dealt with this, but like, we'll go from like, maybe like, ah, that wasn't <clears throat> that, that sucked. Or like, I've totally bombed. You'll have a couple of people that were like, I just enjoyed watching you talk. You know what I mean? And, and it, like, so that that's also a win that it was just yeah. like, like, it wasn't just like, it was entertaining, maybe not in the laughter kind of way, or, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. or like, but it was you're offering some sort of live entertainment. Well, thought provoking, man. Yeah, for sure. That's my favorite entertainment for me. Is like, okay, um, but what did I learn? <laughs> like, you always learn from a person's perspective, which is great. Yeah. But also, like, to be informative or to look at an angle that you never thought before, and it's not necessarily funny, but it's just like, oh, dude, I'm gonna be thinking on that for a while. Yeah. Like, that's my favorite shit, man. Mm. I, I told Dana that on my, on our podcast together. I'm just like, you know, I want to definitely walk the line of like a like a TED talk and yeah. a comedy thing, mm. and 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 mesh the two together. So, you know, I'm I'm okay with you know minutes of you know, no laughter because I'm explaining this, this idea, Yeah. but they're still engaged. I still have eyeballs. So yeah. to me, as long as I have eyeballs, there you go. I'm okay, man. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I think also just staying true to your, your story, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Cause like as a beginner comics, I think we all do the same tropes, the, you know, just like very like, you know, we're talking about dick and sex and like all these other things, you yeah. know, and, and gay is a great punchline, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but like it's uh, I think it like like um when I went and did that stir crazy open mic they do the critiquing afterwards mm-hmm. there's a three mm-hmm. judges and I think the cuz there was a lot of funny comedians there but I think the thing that separated me from the other ones of that night was that they were talking like uh, one of the 
the uh, judges came up to me. I was like, your story was unique and true to you and authentic. And we knew that, you know, you told the story through, through your, your horse jokes, but like, that was what made the difference between us choosing you and another guy. And you know what I mean? Yeah. And so it was, uh, so just ch- saying true to who you are, you know what I mean? And making light of what you do or, or whatever, you know? And yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So it's, uh, just being authentic and, and making people laugh and being entertaining is, is, is great. It's yeah. Great. Incorporating your own experiences mm-hmm. into it instead of, instead of trying to create yeah. some like elaborate story that that's a crazy, funny story, but no. you can tell it's like, Hey, that's not necessarily your yeah, for experience. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and I, and we all sense that, you know what I mean? And, um, or you'll have a story and you'll you'll punch it up. You know what I mean. You'll make yeah. it a little bit more elaborate, but it has to. It generally has to be true. You know what I mean. And like, well, when you get like things like uh, Dave Chappelle when he does that, um, uh, is it like like when he tells you the punchline, he's like, "I'm so good at this. I'll tell you the punchline before I even get there." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. And so, like. I don't know if that story that with that joke is true, mm-hmm. but the way he is just so good at telling stories, uh, why not? Why, why can't it be true? Yeah. You know, but we're just not even close to that yet. So. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Yeah, you'll be there soon enough, man. Yeah. Um, sketch comedies and whatnot you definitely lean into that yeah i like sketches um you know just the the stupid stuff i do on instagram or whatever nothing Mm -hmm. crazy i'd like to do more but that's just sitting down i think one of my i guess goals going back to goals i'd like to just consistently write more you Mm -hmm. know Mm -hmm. it it really like with this job or this hobby or hopefully potentially job i was listening to someone they're like you really oh it was like a master class by ari shafir he was like you really don't have to do that much work to be better than most people. Yeah. Like you, what you were right 20 minutes every day, 10 minutes every day, you'll be way better than most. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. In most jobs you have to work 10 hours, you know, or eight hours. You know yeah. what I mean? That's like do that. just right 10, 15 minutes. And yeah. like, and so that's another thing I enjoy about my job is that, um, because I'm physically active, my mind kind of goes into that, you know, just like mm. flow state or whatever, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, but, and so like I think about comedy while I'm, I'm sure. Oh yeah, man. All, all day long. So. Everything's a premise. Yeah. Everything's a bit, dude. I mm-hmm. mean, <laughs> I'll be writing shit down left yeah. and right just because it's. Uh, if I don't do it now, I'm gonna lose it. But yeah. there's this isn't it's it's entirety. But here's a small thread. Yeah, yeah. Everything. So yeah, I'm driving a lot and shooting horses. Like one day, this lady I'm about to go see, like she's a little bit older and she comes from California. Like she came up to my window and I was like. All right, so your name is Justice, and I was like, "Yeah, or in the streets they call me Just Ice." You know what I mean? Like, she was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, like I pulled that out. She was like, "No, nah, I don't know what you're talking about, but okay." <laughs> Too funny, so, just, dude. So, so dumb. Like, she called you out. Yeah. Well, it's funny because like I'll I'll start joking and I forget these people don't know oh, exactly yeah. who I am. Or, like they're yeah. like that I joke a lot and whatever, mm-hmm. and so they're like, "Okay." Like, yeah. As one lady came up to me, and she was like. She was real nervous just because uh, I was working with a guy that uh, shoes her horses and I've never met her before. And I just started working, you know, just doing the same old, same old. And uh, she was like, so how long have you been shoeing horses? And I was like, ah, about two weeks. <laughs> and she's like, I can't tell if you're joking. I was like, I'm not joking. It's been about two weeks. <laughs> and she, I was like, I was like, yeah, I buy old tools to make it look like I know what I'm doing. <laughs> and, yeah, you were just continuing. Yeah, it. yeah. And she was getting stressed out. She was like, does this guy know what he's doing? And Matt was like, oh, yeah, he's my number one. I'm like, <laughs> he's fine. He's just joking with you. But <laughs> yeah, so. Nice. Matt, I love that shit, bro. 
<clears throat> fuck, I, was, I had a thought in my mind for the next bit. I'm going to let you take over this podcast. Take over? Yeah, man. I do. All right. I forgot my question. Okay. <laughs> so uh, when you, I know you that you got into physical fitness, right? Um, do you find that that helps in your comedy or do you do you find yourself thinking about comedy while you're doing all that stuff like like working out or what yeah, do you yeah with the, i guess how much does comedy consume your thought process um everything's a quip everything's a pun everything is like at work they know if something's off at work some fuckery happened they yeah. i'm the first guy that yeah. they look at and um i like it because when people first start there um they're just they don't know how to like gauge me yet and i'm like dude i'm like the most approachable most silly like i'm understanding like yeah. like you can we can literally talk about anything yeah but it takes a while for people to catch on to that but um as far as when i'm in the physical realm um not so much comedy as much as uh introspection um so the last time i did mushrooms they were fucking mad at me because um i had just ran the ragnar race and so the I mushrooms was, are mad at you? Or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They were just like, hey, dude, you don't need to fucking, we already showed you a bunch of shit on how to improve your life and how to view things and this and that. And it's like, you know, doing mushrooms for me is like the ultimate, you know, therapy. Hmm. And uh, so they were kind of upset. They're like, especially when you just did this Ragnar race, which is like 15 or 16 miles yeah. over three different legs overnight. Mm. So you have to dig deep yeah. for that. And when you dig deep like that, your your body naturally is just like, at least for me, it's it's thinking of like these other, you know, bigger ideas and, and ways of thinking and, and a level of understanding, man. And um, so they were just like, dude, you kind of already got this over the weekend. Mm. But me, I had been sitting on mushrooms for a year now because I don't treat them. I don't use them frivolously. It's, yeah. it's to me, it's it's a, it's a medicine. It's a moment to really have a heart to heart with yourself and all that. So that's not something I want to do fucking day in and day out. And um, so when it comes to the physical realm, that's what really what kind of comes through. Um, especially because like this, these last few years with the workout group, we've really cranked it up to do um, what we call CSOPs, completely stupid and utterly pointless, um, where it's like, okay, well, we're going to slap 30 pounds on our back, uh, ruck 10 miles and do five workouts in between mm. for what? Just to push ourselves. Oh, we're going to do not just rim to rim Grand Canyon. We're going to do rim to rim to rim um, over two days and mm. we're going to camp. Um, on the north rim okay cool um i tried to run 50 miles in july mm. here in in phoenix uh that tapped into some fucking crazy shit dude and then um um we did the cactus to cloud hikes uh, hike and me and my buddy did it twice because we're fucking psycho so that's <laughs> that's a 10 mile hike straight it's ten thousand feet in over 10 11 miles i think something Jeez, like that dude, yeah. so it's it's like this mm. and i did it on thursday and then i did it on saturday that's wild. and so when you're pushing yourself in that realm you, you get into a flow state like we talked about that physical activity you do get into a flow state you get into a moment where you're you're battling yourself you, everything t is telling you to quit you know it's like why are you doing this you mm. know this and that but you proceed. Hmm. Couldn't the boys in blue. 
So yeah, turned out. Well, a lot of your content, or not content, but um, some of your jokes talk about um, you being atheist or, or like you. I have a lot of religious material I haven't yeah. done. Yeah. Okay. So um, you grew up Catholic. Yeah. Right. And so how does, how do you um, view when it comes to, um, are you, would you say you're an atheist then? Like, yeah. And I just say atheist because it's, um, I'm really, you know, agnostic. So the, the term is, is either you're a theist or you're an atheist Yeah, and in between you're Gnostic or yeah. agnostic. Mm. And so I think I might've told you this, but like the reason I say atheist is because Stephen Colbert of all people was like, um, well, you know, an agnostic is an atheist without balls. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, motherfucker. All right, cool. So I, I am, I am an atheist in that sense. Um, but yeah, you do, you do mushrooms, mm. and you, you realize that okay, I don't know. So yeah. you know, I, I just, I don't live my life by a doctrine. Mm. Um, but there is an energy, a force that's inexplicable, mm. whether it's in inside yourself that you're tapping into that you kind of withhold or if it's something external coming to you i don't i don't know but yeah i i, I vocally say i'm an atheist mm -hmm. okay yeah i was wondering because i was like with the the shrooms and also the uh the pursuit of self-improvement i was like doesn't really <laughs> doesn't, doesn't check out doesn't, yeah, yeah 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 well i mean i i think you know people hear atheists and they're like oh either selfish or just hates god mm -hmm. or you know f whatever like that's not where my atheism comes from my atheism came from just really learning more about you know science and where religion was kind of was our understanding of science before we realize all these tools and there's there's obviously shit you still can't really explain mm -hmm. um and that's where like the the window is still there yeah the avenue to to explain something and i don't know i mean w like my whole thing is like well why is there so much you know bad stuff that still happens in the world because that's a lot of people's argument yeah. right it's like there's so much shitty shit that this guy allows to happen mm -hmm. yet but he's supposed to be good and all you know i don't know you know one way or another there i just know that if you rise to the occasion from those moments you're you're better for it and then you're better equipped to help somebody else when they're struggling yeah absolutely so how does that, um, how do you plan on sharing that with your kids or being an example with that? Like, is it like when it comes to, um, like having, uh, morals and, and, and a standard to live up to, how do you, how do you plan on, um, or how do you do it actively now? Like to show your kids that, um, like self, there is a reason to self improve, and that, that like you know, being a good person, whatever that standard is, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, how how do you how do you go about doing that? Integrity is a big one. Um, my son's a little bit harder to to crack on on that because he's so just like me, me, me. Mm. I want whatever I want, you know, when I want it. My daughter's way more understanding, but it's it's just breaking it down and saying. Um, you know, these are these are moral slash values we have because we are good people and good mm. people means we're, we're not aiming to harm anybody. Mm. Um, the the golden rule, right? If, if you don't want it done to you, don't do it to someone else. And even further than that, if you don't want it done to, you know, like your parents, you know, because right now we're, you know, we're the two people that they love the most. Yeah. So you might have a self hate you know within you so it's like hey you would you want that to happen to mom or dad mm. you know then it's like no you yeah. know so it it 
it's trying to break it down that and not just saying, hey, that's bad because I said so or because God said so or because this and that. No, no, I'm explaining to you why it's bad. And when you explain stuff to your kids, it makes them better, mm-hmm. um, makes them more well-rounded and um, a conscious thinker. It also allows them to pick holes in your fucking thing. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. that's where we kind of sit and be like, you know what? You're right. But I still choose to to say this is the way we're going to do it, buddy, because I'm the parent. I think this is the safest thing, this and that. And they can disagree all they want. Mm-hmm. Um, but as long as they have that understanding, and I think that helps them because, man, I grew up with a level, of, and I still have it, where like, uh, authority uh, authority is like oh well they got it figured out they they have this job they have yeah. this position so they yeah. have it all figured out and even now when i walk into places i'm just like oh well they, everybody knows what they're doing and the more you realize that nobody knows <laughs> what the fuck is going <laughs> yeah. on and what they're doing yeah. and they're just i'm just going through the motions i'm just like okay well i uh, here i thought everybody fucking just knew the shit and i'm the one in the dark yeah. you know mm-hmm. so just kind of like laying that out for them um but it's tough, man. It's definitely tough. Do you involve your kids in a lot of the other extracurricular activities you do, like working out and stuff like that? Yeah, or? my son loves it. Yeah. My daughter is totally not a physical, you know, person. I mean, any chance she gets, if you shove her, like she falls down. She's very <laughs> dainty in that yeah. sense. But man, that mind of hers is crazy, crazy good. They're both very intelligent. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I try to involve them as as much as possible, and like you know, take them out to like do paintings and and pottery, painting pottery. And again, my son loves to do all the physical stuff. He's been in the workout group; like mm-hmm. he has a workout nickname. Um, and uh, when I was in a band, like they went out to a couple shows. My daughter got up and sang a song. That's awesome, and, she, and that's what she loves to do. She loves to sing. Um, and um, we uh, we roast each other at the dinner table. <laughs> We do, That's we do, awesome, dude. dude. And my my son is very he's very like oh, I'm gonna go for it, but he just misses the mark more than not. But his enthusiasm is great, and he has like when he sticks when he sticks the landing, he goes damn. <laughs> it's, just, and it's just like even if it doesn't hit, yeah. he just does it. And uh, my daughter is way more cerebral with it. I mean, she has her lines cut a little bit yeah, deeper. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, why are so mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that's, that's yeah. you know, because they're going to deal with that at school. So, it's like, you do have to prep them for that. You have to rib them a bit, you know, give them some challenges. Uh, I'm reading a book, a book on Stoicism, on specifically Seneca, and it's like, man, uh, how do you expect somebody to navigate the waters of adversity if they've never been tried before yeah. been you know, tested so you know i i try to do that as as much as possible with them um it's a fine line with my son man because it's very um you know i don't want him to feel like he's always having to like prove himself yeah um so that's that's definitely tough in that sense and you know, even when you're like congratulating them and applauding them for stuff, how you do it makes a difference, Huge man. Difference, yeah. Dude, and so, cause you can be like, hey, oh my gosh, you're so smart. And then they identify with being smart. So they don't want to try anything yeah. that's going to make them seem not so smart. And so I always try to applaud their efforts. Yeah. In, in that. Yeah. Like uh, my daughter, my oldest, she's four. And like, I don't know where she got this, uh, this, um, attitude of that she just can't do stuff and i'm like like the other night we were putting them to bed and they they're like and then it was rubbing off on the the littler one like i was like hey can you do this and she's like i can't and i was like hold on here you guys like what is this i can't attitude like yeah. that's not we're not doing that in this family we're not doing that and if mm-hmm. you if you can't figure it out at that time there's always help yeah whether you're four or 40 like yeah. just there we 
we're going to succeed. We're going to get through it. You know what I mean? And so that, that applauding their efforts and the trying hard is way better than just giving credit to you're smart and then that's oh, you're it. fast, you're yeah, strong. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, like one of the things that like me growing up, like my um, – I'm trying to figure out right now, like my, my dad was very, like sometimes he, he'd have us go do stuff or whatever, but he was, I wake up, he was on the computer looking at conspiracy theories or news, you know what I mean? And then he'd go to work and then he was, he got home and it was conspiracy theories or news until 12 o'clock, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so like there wasn't a lot of activity doing things together. And so like I always found myself outside skateboarding or, or doing something like that alone. Yeah. And so that, that attitude or that, that habit I have of going and doing stuff alone is still here today. You know what I mean? And yeah. so I'm have to break that I'd be like, I don't want, like, I want to show my, my kids that you can go do stuff. There's more to life that you can just always be doing something. Yeah. But then also I'm like, what are the things that I can do that allow them to be a part of it? You know yes. what I mean? Like, cause like I can't take them to a comedy show, you know what I mean? Nor do I want to, yeah, yeah, but yeah. Like also my job, like I, I get a son on the way and I'm really excited about that. It's different, you know, when you have a son and daughters, like I love mm-hmm. my daughters, but mm-hmm. when I, when I figured out, or when we found out that we're having a son, I was like, it would open up a different world of uh, possibilities of things that I can do with him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I like eventually, you know, start taking him to, to work and, and, and different things, whether it becomes a failure or not, like I don't yeah. care, but like, just like the, the working hard and <clears> also <throat> like, you know, like I want my, my, my kids to go out and just do hard things like go on hikes and and what and then be able to have those small moments of i don't think i can do this but it's like guess what you're doing it like so you're you're you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like you are doing it you're though it's hard and it sucks you're doing it so pat yourself on the back for that because you're you're going for it so yeah they got to learn too they got to learn what you deal with because it's you know our, our parents work is so abstract yeah it's like, oh, okay, well, they, they leave the house and I know they're working with horses, <laughs> yeah. but you don't, they don't know what you deal with yeah. and, and where you struggle. And that's, that's what I try to get across to the kids, you know, is that, you know, I struggle. I have struggled. All the struggles you've gone through, I've gone through. All the mistakes you've done, I've done worse ones, you know, and that's, mm. that's a tough one for my son because he can use that as an out. Be like, well, yeah. you do this, dad, you know, but, yeah, but, yeah. but I'm using that in that moment to be like, hey, dude, like you're not, you're not a disappointment. Am I a disappointment? Well, no, right? Mm. So you aren't because you've made the same mistake. I've made those same mistakes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I think seeing them in your element. And, and then how do you make them, how do you make sure that they become like a decent member of, of society as you go integrate them with all the activities that you're doing, mm. experience random weirdos, strangers, yeah. good people, everything, so they know how to behave, you know, when they get out into the world. Because right now, I mean, what you're noticing these kids is just like, well, all I did was throw on my headphones and escape the world I was in. All I did was, you know, turn on this screen to escape the world I was in. All it's all escape. Yeah, it's all escape, and and you need to dive into the present, the here and the now, and the experiences, um, so you <laughs> you can fucking interact. Yeah, like a like a, a normal and normal I've used loosely, you know, because we're all on the spectrum. Yeah, every every <laughs> single person is on the spectrum to some fucking degree, and in particular you know passions and interests man because you'll find those people that just fixate on this one thing or i don't know man there's there's really no normal that's why i just use it a little loosely in that sense but you got to get them involved and um i try to do that as much as possible for sure i was thinking about this like 
like a lot of people say like oh like one of the best people i ever met came from a really shitty background course, you know yeah. what i mean and yeah. i'm like well if i want my kids to be good exactly. i gotta be a shitty guy yeah <laughs> yeah how much of it nice. yeah well i had that that the i bring up patrick again because i had that same thing where i was just like you know what man um aren't you better off of dealing with some hard shit with somebody like when you and your one of your best friends like you're really mad at each other and someone fucked up and but you worked through it and you were much stronger for it i was like i kind of want to fabricate scenarios where i'm just like all right let me test this person out (laughs) you know what are they really made out of because man the last thing you want to do is find out what they're made out of when you really need them yeah you know in that moment i don't know man yeah i had a an experience the other the other week where i called on somebody to that I needed their help right at that moment. And they're like, uh, I'm busy. I was like, you gotta be joking me. But, I was like, dude, I would have dropped everything. You know, you were just down the street and you couldn't help me. And mm-hmm. now I'm like, all right, well now I can't, I know I can't. Now you know <laughs> yeah, where we like, sit. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. You know, and stuff. justice will be served, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I haven't said any jokes about my name on stage. Yet. On stage. Yeah. Haven't you used the just ice? No, I, I might have once, but I got to figure something out. Because I got this, uh, like, a lot of, like, you called me this morning, Justin. You know what I mean? Like, there's oh, this, yeah. I have a story about me being called Justin Rowdy. And, uh, Ooh. Yeah. And so I got to, I got to set up some jokes with my name. I like that. That's a, that's an alter ego right there. Justin yeah. Rowdy. <laughs> Justice Rowdy. Because that's Justice Rowdy. I mean, just sounds like the goody old boy, yeah. you know, justice, and not, you know, nice and round. Yeah. And then there's Justin Rowdy. Yeah, Justin Rowdy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, I actually, um, I got a twin sister named Liberty. You got a twin sister. Okay. No, no, no. I'm dead serious. That's a bit. That's serious. Dude. I got a twin sister named Liberty. That's why. <laughs> You're, that's a bit, right? No. A, really? I, yeah, I got a twin sister. She lives in Mesa. No. <laughs> Dude. Okay. Um. Yeah, you guys got to do something together then. I got to figure something out. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because, like, my whole life I've been getting jokes about our names. You know what I mean? Like, oh, do you have a sibling named For All or something like that? And oh, I'm yeah, like, yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, I haven't heard that one before. You know? That is funny. Is she older than you? Uh, yeah, two hours. By two hours? Yeah. You were like, mm, I don't want to come out. We you you, you peaked out. We were born on different days, too. Oh really? Mm-hmm. No. no shit. So, um, what day? Uh, January fifth and fourth. No shit, dude. Right there. Hey, I'm a January birthday too. What's your birthday? The eighteenth. Eighteenth. Oh, yeah. I knew that. How did that uh, roast Fucking. go? Which one? The one for your birthday. Um, it's what comics do. You know, it wasn't a no, roast, I, roast, but oh yeah, but yeah, yeah, it, it was, was good. Just, uh, good night. Yeah, it was decent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it was a great night. But as far as like a roast, it didn't pan out as kind of like you know, oh, Sheila okay. was hoping for, just because comics are comics. Yeah, but um, there was really good ribbing. Um, it was a good atmosphere. Um, but yeah, it wasn't not not so many people came as as to be expected with the the roast shows. Everybody's yeah, kind of they're doing their doing their set. But it was a fucking great time. I had some good pizza. Um. Where was that at? Uh, at the Wayward. Where I've never been there yet. You got to go. Yeah. Yeah. They got really good pizza across the street, and then there's an ice cream shop right at the end. There's a barber shop right there too. Dude. Nice. It's a one stop shop, dude. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Fucking beer, haircut, pizza, ice cream. 
Yeah, might even score some crack around the corner. <laughs> I don't know what you're into these days. Justice. Yeah, they got to get the work done somehow. You know, <laughs> some crack going. You know. Or just ice. Yeah. Oh, you just want the ice just on ice glass. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> so the, you got a job a little bit later today, huh? Yeah, yeah. I got to trim some horses here in a little bit, and probably, I think there's like 17. I'll probably end up doing six. And yeah, call it a day. So. There's 17 horses at this location that you're going, and you're going to do knock out six. Yeah, dang, dude, that's a good day. Yeah, that's a good day. What do you? Uh, so after a day of just freaking bent over this and that, like, how do you? How do you get home? Like when you have a tough day, man, you fucking throw on the Epsom salt bath, or you just fucking? What do no, you do? I man? I was you know I think that uh, working out definitely helps, mm-hmm. but like. Since I started comedy, the working out has kind of gone down just because <laughs> just fitting everything in. Yeah, of course. And so, um, yeah, I, uh, just working out really because all of my muscles, like you'll see farriers, so they're all bent over mm-hmm, and they have mm-hmm. a really strong back from behind. Yep, but yep. then you look at them from the front, everything's just atrophied and they're just like fat and stuff like that. And so I try not to do that, but just trying to just to work out. And I, I stretch often. Like the uh, about two years ago, I I was lifting up my anvil in a different trailer and my back f- went out and yeah. I fell and I was just, oh, I was just laying in my trailer like, <gasps> you know what I mean? Like at this barn, Fuck. dude, it was so oh, fun. No. It, was, it was funny looking back at it, but like, yeah, 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 but it's taken me, you know, my legs still hurt sometimes like just cause the muscles were so tight and bound up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I just got to keep up on stretching and, and sometimes I'll go to the chiropractor, or the masseuse just to mm-hmm. keep things going, working properly. Get that worked out. Yeah. Damn. If you need a guy, I got a guy. All right. Yeah, he's helped me out with my fucking knee and my sciatica. Nice work. Yeah, I'm a big stretcher, man. Yeah. Um, it's a CrossFit gym uh, off of the uh, 202 in Arizona. Okay. So not too far from here, but he's legit. Yeah, cool. Legit. Definitely like that guy. Shout out to Curtis. Nice. Um, dude, um, if people want to follow you online, man, how can they find you? Uh, just Ice Comedy on Instagram, and then just Justice Roundy on Facebook. I don't have anything else. But. Uh, what about booking your um, your services on the farrier side of things, man? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, generally, you can just message me on Instagram or whatever. But A lot of my audience has horses. There you go. Yeah, no, for sure. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I got a few openings. So if anybody needs help, I can just contact me, and I'll, we can figure out a day and a time and go go from there. Dope, dude. Um, you wanted to talk shit about a specific comic. Who was that again? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't do that it's to funny. me. Yeah, I know. I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> I don't want to burn bridges yet, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like to just see how you're going to react. Yeah, I just dude. like to pepper you with the jab. Yeah, you're there. You're like, oh, he can take it. He can take it. Um, next big show. Uh, next big show is going to be me. Uh, I'm the, I guess you consider it headlining at JP's showcase on the 22nd of February. Dope. And then I believe the uh, Stir Crazy uh, showcase I'll be headlining at is in early March. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. I got booked on a show. Uh, it is by Deshaun Burden. Okay. And uh, it's uh, a big comedy competition. Uh, Dope, about, it's going to be pay-per-view paper pay-per-view buys and nice. uh, it's gonna be on tv so yeah dude that's um, awesome bro hopefully i can that's in, in on may 18th so okay we're, we're working towards that so. yeah dude that's awesome I'm, I'm glad to see that man you're fucking <laughs> shooting straight up dude i, I love it dude yeah. i love it uh thanks for coming on man i know you got a long day ahead of you yeah i'll we'll do this again sometime this was great Let's do some sketches oh, hell yeah dude. <laughs> <laughs> all right guys uh be easy
Adios. That was great.